0: Hi, we're The Conventional Podcast. You think going to conventions is easy? However, it's It's anything anything but. but. Welcome to the final conventional review of 2019. It's a little bit more fuzzier than normal this time around. Hell yeah,
1: we're ending this with something different. This time, I got to go solo, and this time
0: I chose something that'll be a little bit more unique. Midwest Fur Fest 2019. Yep, Jax went solo this time because I was at home sick as a dog just trying to feel better. Yeah, now you know how it fucking feels, don't you? I always know how it feels. This isn't anything new. We're both close or over the age of 30, so it's nothing new well, at this not point. 30 I said close or over the age of. Me, 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 old man. That's right. I'm the old geezer in this podcast. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> anyway... Now you need to respect your elders, young jacksling. Okay, boomer. Anyway. You know I'm only like three years older than you, right? That's not technically a
1: boomer. Are you really going to just try and nitpick this meme right now? Yep. In front of my salad? Yep. God
0: damn it. All right. We burned this bridge far (laughs) the fuck enough. All right. We even threw in a porn reference for you guys. If you even didn't get that one, you lemon-stealing whores. God damn it. (laughs) Are we are we literally just gonna open this up
1: to just memeception as much as humanly possible this episode? You know what? Fuck it, it's it's apropos.
0: It, it, it's it's the end of the year. Why the hell not? True. Save
1: some for the next episode. That's what I said. But no, <laughs> this this episode this episode is jolly as fuck in my eyes because holy fuck, this this convention. Oh man, I I've been to MFF before a couple of times. For those that just go to anime conventions and listen to our show for just anime news and all that fun stuff, this episode really isn't for you, I hate to say, because this episode, I had to go above me on to a different level for this.
0: And speaking of which, now that Jax brings it up, next year in 2020, Jax and I will actually try to be going to more types of conventions, like comic conventions in addition to anime and furry. We might try and do other types of conventions because... We have, you know, a tattoo one comes by. We have car conventions that come by. So we're like, why not try and vary it up? Steampunk, stuff like that.
1: See, if I could somehow find a way to convince Cloud over here, we might actually hit up a couple of adult conventions. But nah, I'm not opposed to it,
0: by the way. Oh, I know you're not. It's more, we gotta see how this fucking goes. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole different kit in Kabuto. But we're also planning the cons we are going to try and be pressed for. So if you would like us to be pressed at your local convention or you'd like to see us stop by and be guests, let your local convention know, we'd be willing to show up for sure.
1: Definitely. Seriously. Also, hit us up if you just think we'd find this convention awesome and you just want us to show up for the fuck of it. We're down. Anyway, this episode, as we were saying earlier, is Midwest FurFest. I am actually very excited to talk about this one because I've been going to Midwest FurFest since, I want to say, three, four four years now give or take and i might be dating myself a little bit but the first impression of midwest fur fest was a certain Gascon incident so that was potentially one of the most intriguing ways to be introduced to the furry community
0: and and that this is definitely a, a throwback i remember hearing about that yeah i think i <laughs> called you when everything yeah. was
1: going on i'm just like Hey, so someone tried to nuke the fucking Hyatt. I don't know what happened, but I'm out here drunk with a chair on my head. I was like, as long as you're safe and you don't die, then we're all good. Oh, yeah, I was fine. I was just trying to sober up at that point. This episode, I decided that I was going to go, but instead of, you know, going with the whole veteran mindset, I was going to go as, well, Jax the Podcaster. I'm going to go and figure this out, and I'm actually going to nitpick this entire convention. I'm going to find things... That need fine tuning and just rip into it. That was my initial intention. That was my initial belief. And then it got stomped into the fucking ground with how fucking awesome this con was.
0: In addition to drinking a ton of alcohol.
1: Yeah. No. Jameson and me became best of friends mainly because furries like giving me liquor, and that that was interesting. But we're gonna get to that part. People always like giving you liquor. This I is don't not know why. That thing new. What is it about me that just screams, give this man a drink? Probably the stress. I don't know.
0: A little bit of comedy, B.
1: Yeah, probably. All right, so let's actually just break this down from point A to point B and see how far we can get with this, shall we? So, panels. Panels, this is something that I'm not used to saying out loud. I didn't think it was possible to have too much diversity
0: with panels. (laughs) But they really did have a very wide diversity because... What Jax did is he brought back the booklet for me to take a look at and for us to go through the panels together. And they have a nice wide variety of panels that cover a wide variety of topics.
1: Yeah, and I went to a metric shit ton of these panels. Yeah, no, holy shit. There is a lot of variety. We got art panels. We got multimedia panels. We got a shit ton of adult panels.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of writing panels too, in addition to crafting your own fursuit and all that type of stuff. There's even spirituality panels. That's unique as fuck to me. And you know what? There's not in here? What? QA panels. Actually, there are. Fuck.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> this is. there. There's a few. Like, they're hidden. At, they're a diamond in a rough, but they are there. However,. The way that they're set up is completely different from an anime convention because you're not asking someone else's character to be RP'd. You're literally, essentially, yourself or your persona, depending.
0: Ah, uh, that makes way more sense. But that seems way more in line and that's it's it's not just one person out of ten answering all the questions, yeah. essentially.
1: And it was actually really cool because I, I actually went to a couple specifically because I'm just like... I need to see this. I need to see what the hell is the difference. Holy crap, it actually was entertaining. Each and every single one I went to, all of you, much respect.
0: And they also had dancing panels and in, and in, in the usual game shows as well. It looks like in here in the lineup.
1: Oh, yeah, but they're running really well. Yeah. So panels, panels were beautiful. Like, man, they were good. So much, so much to learn. And then just, I went to a fursuit making panel and I was welcome with open arms. That was really kind of cool.
0: Usually so, most craft type things, they're pretty opening because they want people to learn the craft. In my experience.
1: Oh well, yeah. So for panels, this is a rarity, but I have to give Midwest Fur Fest panels a one out of one. It was well
0: run. All right. So next we're moving on to lines and I'm going to start us off as on Wednesday night, I was still at work working uh. away, and Jack shoots me a taxi. He's like, Caleb, the lines are shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, the this is their version of day zero, and I'm just like, holy fuck are these lines nightmarish. I'm just sitting there staring, and at one point, I just I get out of line because I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I have friends in line. I can just fucking come back whenever. I come back and somebody's just laying on the floor in front of, of one of the whole, oh, this many hours till, you know, the lo- till you actually get to the front. Somebody, some evil asshole uh, went to Kinko's and made a, this line is going to take 11 hours. I nope the fuck back to my hotel room. That's how bad it was. <laughs> oh, man. He ain't got time for that. Uh, nobody has time for that bullshit. But then I find out later, like, friends about are just saying, Oh, yeah, no, it only took like three hours. Three hours is still bad, but it's still day zero. So this is, that was kind of new to me. That was one of those things where I was just like, I get the joke. I've been going to cons for years. 11-hour lines are nothing new in my life. But holy fuck, still, three hours is bad. Don't get me wrong.
0: Especially for day zero. That's yeah. like what you expect on a Friday or Saturday. Actually,
1: no. They, they got that out the way on day zero. That's yeah. the important but, part.
0: But, but I was saying that's just like the usual type of wait on a Friday or Saturday would be two to three hours yeah. is what I was trying to say. Oh, yeah, true. To clarify.
1: Oh, this is actually something that was really cool about that. For Wednesday and Thursday, because the lines were so bad and so backed up, they were actually flat out telling people, hey, if you want to go to a panel, just show me your ID, say that you're getting your badge later, and then just go. And I found that kind of a unique way to handle the situation. It's it's a little different, but it worked. It was, hey, we know our lines are crap right now. We're sacrificing pretty much everything just so you can enjoy the con. I fucking love that. For lines, I'm, I'm still going to be a little harsh. I'm going to give them point two out of 0.5. Now, the game rooms. This, this I, I have to be in the plurals with this. I thought it was just one game room until I turned around because I'm just like, okay, there's a few arcade booths. They had the fate stay night arcade booth. That was really cool.
0: Oh, that is really neat. Actually. Yeah.
1: I was whipping ass until someone pulled up fucking berserker.
0: <laughs> Hercules like, or not Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. I
1: was mad. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to do like dark Sakura and just wreck people because I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to play doing that douchebag move when I've actually used to play this game a little bit here and there. I, fucking hated dark soccer i never played it before but i do understand
0: the general mechanics not on the arcade though so hey but based from what you told me what we discussed in private what it sounded like it was a lot like daisho's Khan's game room except instead of it all being in one room it was split up into like two to three rooms and
1: the reason for that was they were in the basement of the hyatt what was cool about it was i turned around arcade i turned back around video games cool consoles and shit then I go down the hallway a little bit. There's an entire room dedicated to VR. I like that. I really do. It's it gives people variety. It puts things in its place. It makes sure shit gets done. It's good. They had a great variety. Shit was going down for the game room. 0. 0.8 out of one. It was small. It was a little clusterfucky. It smelled like con Sunday on a fucking Friday. But yeah, that's that sounds
0: a- about right for a game room. Yeah, because that's where it usually stays. Let's be right and, <laughs> let's be absolutely fair. <laughs> It was a
1: room full of fursuiters. I was expecting Con Sunday. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, fair, fair. I, I'll, I'll give this one a pass. But point out. But is point. it I as want. bad
0: as a Smash Brothers tournament? There was a Smash Brothers oh, tournament. Oh, God, why? Oh, no.
1: Do you have oh. any idea the nightmares I had? As someone read?
0: who used to play Smash professionally, yes. The answer is yes.
1: Yeah, we, we <laughs> had jokes for days. Like there, there can't be anything that smells worse. But, yeah, now let's, let's hit up to the masquerade, and I'm, I'm going to put this with a preface. The masquerade for a furry convention is a whole different ball of wax. I was thoroughly impressed how this worked because it wasn't just like, hey, we're going to grade you on how you did this. We're going to grade your personality. We're going to grade the craftsmanship. We're going to grade you literally like you're in a dog and pony show. You, oh man. And the other cool part about this, and this this is going to come back later, but everything that I have seen, any of the main events, were live streamed. That needs to be done at other conventions. That is a fucking brilliant idea.
0: Because there are other conventions who just live stream like the concerts or the tournaments or the masquerade, but they don't do everything. Every fucking
1: main event they had that shit scheduled on lockdown and that was cool as fuck to me. I learned some shit just watching the masquerade just for cosplay purposes. That's how fucking cool this was. So just for like blowing me away with the professionalism, I have to give them a 0.5 out of 0.5. So we're going to get into the dances. We're going to get into the raves. This is something that I th- this convention did something I didn't know was humanly possible.
0: Well, when he first texted me on Wednesday and Thursday, he was not having a good time at the raves. I can tell you that much.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just sitting there like these raves are shit. I went to one it was mediocre. I went to another one, it was kind of all right, but it it was it wasn't there. It wasn't there for me. And it, it kind of had this weird moment of the first day I was there, just bleh, piece of shit rave. I didn't give a fuck. Second day I was there, all right, things are bumping, but they're still a little mediocre. But when it hit midnight on Friday morning... Oh, I, I lit this motherfucker's phone up. I lit him up. Just, I, I, I go in there Friday, and they're just, they're just playing Missy Elliott's Work It. I'm just like, really? Who the fuck let this dude on the sticks? Just, just, just get him off. And then I of nowhere, at the two thousand two beats. Yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> so out of nowhere, they just flip the switch and just go straight like some hardcore primal kaiju beat shit. And I'm there with one of my best friends, going, dude, this, what the fuck, this is making me get some like some nostalgia up the ass. Like I was dancing hardcore. I don't usually go deep in raves and just go hardcore but it it takes a special type of beast on fucking deck just to get me moving they had that motherfucker and then some for like four hours and i didn't even notice time passed that was the sickest fucking rave i have ever been to this year bar none next to yoma and that is saying something
0: And then, apparently, after Friday morning, they were back Friday evening, Saturday evening, and Sunday evening. Oh, yeah. No, I went
1: back every day, because I'm like, there can't be a fucking rave every day. And And, then there was. And then there was. I'm like, okay, I can go home Sunday. And then I I look over to my right. There's a fucking rave. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit burning, man? I can't be dancing every night. I I got shit knees. So I go in there and dance anyway. I'm in there, and one of the things that caught me off guard was they're like, okay, so we're ending this shit, but we got to end this on a high note. And these motherfuckers, (laughs) these (laughs) motherfuckers, these motherfuckers (laughs) fucking dropped goddamn Circle of Life from the Lion King and did just mix that shit. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm at a furry con. Fuck, I should have saw this coming. They've done it at Asin, too. I never kn- remember that shit at Ace. I do not remember them doing Circle of Life at Asin, though.
0: I, might, I know it was a Lion King song. It might not have been Circle of Life. It might have been, but it, it but, was... But my roommate keeps on telling me about it, so that's why, I know, that's why I know it happened. My point
1: is, it's one of those moments of, oh, wait, I'm at a furry con. <laughs> why did I not expect this to happen? It, it was like a rising tide of good, Honestly, I needed that. I actually got into a whole different genre of music because of all these raves. And honestly, the only thing I can fault was the first two days. So, 0.4 out of 0.5. I want to give them one more point, but those first two days kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. That got smacked out of my face by the end. Alright, let's move to Tabletop. Tabletop, as you all know, I'm probably going to always be in there for a couple of hours. Just... Because I fucking love Tabletop.
0: He loves his card games. I love my card games. I love my motorcycles.
1: motorcycles. Yeah, you knew what I was going with. Yep. I love board games. So when I go in there, I'm noticing a lot of space. That's one of those things that I'm like, okay, this makes sense where I'm at. This is a good thing. There's plenty of space. There's plenty of good-hearted people that are actually working it. People have a good sense of humor. Everything's good. Now, the variety isn't as big as I would have hoped, but they had a redonkulously good variety of games. There was always someone there to play Magic with you. There was always someone there to play Yu-Gi-Oh! I saw Pokemon players. I never see Pokemon players out of convention. I don't know why. However, hey, why not? So, for that, a lot of space. A little lacking when it comes to the gaming, but not as much as it seems. 0.6 out of 1. That seems fair, right? Yeah.
0: Now, Customer service. So the slogan at the convention for customer service was Problems Cheerfully Solved, and we thought that it was met pretty well throughout the convention.
1: Without a shadow of a doubt, most of customer service was nothing but cheerful, nothing but smiles on their faces, just oozing with the want to help you as much as humanly possible. It, it brought a tear to my eye how much the everybody on staff was just ready to go.
0: Now, unfortunately, there were a couple people who didn't know a couple basic things, or there were a couple bad apples or people who didn't want to talk the most with Jax when it came to certain issues. But for the most part, the customer service was really good and really efficient at what they were doing, and that's what we're mainly mainly focusing on here. Yeah. Now,
1: for the couple of bad apples, I'm not going to call them out as much as I really should. It was weird situations where... People were getting at the end of their rope, and people were just snapping at attendees, and that's not cool.
0: Yeah, that's not very good customer service, and just like in the business world, it's it's very frowned upon here as well. Yes. As much as I loved everyone there, and there's another thing, there's another
1: layer to this that I really wanted to bring up. I kept explaining to people, I don't know that much about furries. Can someone please tell me what you know? And staff was willing to just sit down and just listen and talk with me and it was oh man that it was informative it was like a learning experience to to an extent right yeah i learned a lot of history i learned a lot of culture it was very
0: nice because to be honest with you i'd say Jackson and i are probably partial furries to like an extent because i cosplay when i cosplay characters i cosplay cat girls i cosplay bunny girls and that's kind of in the furry spectrum some of us more than others but anyway yeah so basically we're just trying to say we are very supportive of the furry community and what you're all about
1: seriously fucking hey i love furs yeah awesome people
0: but based on what Jax's experience with the customer service at the con we're giving the customer service for midwest fur fest a 0. 0.7 out of one
1: yeah i love all of you but man though those bad apples always will ruin it for the bunch so let's get to photo shoots and this
0: was new It's very different from an anime convention, because the way Jax was talking about with me, it's nowhere near what it is compared to an anime convention. Basically, a photo shoot is called a meetup at Midwest Fur Fest. And we're used to, like, just random meetups happening at
1: anime conventions, but there's always going to be, like, photo shoots and photo ops here and there. Mainly because of just how we roll. However... The photo shoots for this i actually had to scour and look them up and actually ask a couple of people hey how does this work and someone was nice enough to explain oh just go to one of the meetups and then you can just do photo shoots on the fly there now they didn't have any like special anything for just photo shoots in a nutshell
0: yeah they didn't have like sets or props or backdrops something things along those lines now that
1: one's fair in my eyes because quite frankly Furries have their own goddamn universe when it comes to, like, certain races and species and all that other stuff. So it's gonna be kind of a nightmare to set up something for each and every single one. So just to have a bunch of fursuiters meet up in an area and are just willing to just do photo shoots and photo ops and all that other stuff and just meet up with the same types here and there, that makes sense. I'm fucking down with that. For that, it's gonna be a .8 out of 1 It is unique as fuck, there was enough variety to keep me going, and I learned. Motherfuckers, I learned. So, here's where the downside comes in. Organization.
0: Now, Jax, once again, was messaging me a lot during this convention, and he kept on talking to me about the organization, how bad it was, and how it was all over the place.
1: Yeah, alright, let's actually, you know what, hold up. Let me find this, here we go, alright, Let's talk about the book in and of itself. This very pretty it's guidebook. It's very colorful. Yeah, this, gets, this guidebook, I want to frame. It's that good. So, the guidebook. One of my biggest concerns is, while it is very well organized, it's also very unorganized. Because, quite frankly, you have to hunt down what you are looking for. There's really no way in hell that you're going to be able to go, okay, I'm here for Friday only, I'm here for Saturday only, You kind of got to read the manual just to figure out what the hell's going on.
0: Because the panels aren't based on, like, date and times; It's based on category. And because of that, you have to search through each category to find what you want.
1: Yeah. Now, let's even get a little bit deeper. The map. Can can you read that?
0: It's very blurry. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's like they tried to make the map bigger and then just shrank it down in JPEG. It's... It's a very hard to it's read It's almost
0: map. as bad as the Daishokan map. Yeah, and
1: it's sucky. Like, I'm happy that there's little things here and there like, oh, hours and major events on the map itself. Hours and major events for registration. What the hell is that word? Moishan Okay, I'm not going to try and pronounce that.
0: Moish- I, I don't
1: know. I probably
0: butchered that. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. I'm... sounds like a hotel room at the convention. I
1: don't fucking know. Anyway, it, it has information up the wazoo, but not really. And then trying to find the app or a guidebook or anything online, it still is very confusing. It's very not user-friendly. It's, there's just a lot that was just disorganized. And just one of my big things is signs. Signs, signs, everywhere I want signs, damn it. It's harder to fucking find anything because when it came to the panels I had to find a fucking rhythm just to figure out how and where the fucking panels were that's not good especially when I have to ask somebody constantly like hey where's this panel room and then I have to have this poor person go through the guidebook and then even they don't know that's bad that's just bad Yeah. bonus points Earlier, we did say that there were a lot of After Dark panels, and they were all set after dark. That's step one. That's a good sign.
0: They were also ID'd very heavily, and they checked for them frequently, and they were hounding people for ideas. IDs, excuse me. Ideas,
1: too, in some places.
0: Anyway, (laughs) that I like. I like
1: the fact that there's just security up the yin-yang, and I saw a lot of security and they had good security that 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 made me happy.
0: yeah, that's a huge plus yeah in our so, book
1: so that that's a good thing
0: yeah, so because of this, they were improving in some areas, but they also still had the issues with the lines that factored into organization and they also got low on lanyards at some point. Oh yeah, that was the other big thing, thank you. They ran
1: out of lanyards day one, and that's, oh man, that's kind of bad. Like, they had the clips eventually, but I didn't even get one. I had to snag one from a friend. It, it I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to supply my own lanyard.
0: Yeah. So because the organization of this convention was all over the place because there were positives and negatives, but there were some more negatives compared to the positives, we ended up giving the organization for the convention a 0. .4 out of 1 yes lots of room for improvement
1: but holy crap are they getting there now on to some of my favorite parts about this convention the dealer's hall now usually
0: he's been singing the praises to me for like the whole entire week since i was sending you
1: pictures i was just like holy shit look at this it look at this thing
0: isn't it neat
1: (laughs) i'll smack you up the head if you keep singing this bullshit now
0: you don't like the little mermaid
1: <laughs> we don't talk about my any
0: anyway. racist
1: ass crab <laughs> racist
0: <laughs> ass crab i didn't even say a word i just suck the melody
1: <laughs> look i'll need you to fuck that crab <laughs> anyway
0: that's how you get crabs jacks
1: no no that's why you have the shampoo <laughs> so the dealer's hall the dealer's hall and i had to actually learn this the hard way is the biggest one and well one of the biggest ones let me let me not sing its praises too high one of the biggest dealers halls in the furry community bar none that's kind of cool considering the fact that there was a metric shit ton of stuff that i actually had to sit down and go okay there's too much stuff i'm getting a little overwhelmed but there was a lot the other cool thing about this was one of my biggest concerns is i i have a lot of furry friends they're a bunch of perverted bastards, and I love them to death for it. So I'm just sitting there like, I'm gonna get hit with so much loot stuff that I'm gonna have to shut this entire thing out of my head.
0: And that's how he got his fursona. You're
1: not fully wrong, but we don't have to go there. Yet. No. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the adult side of the dealer's hall... Very well guarded, very well monitored, security was tight. They had some awesome stuff on that side, but they actually kept it behind a screen. They made, they literally sanctioned off that entire side of the dealer's hall, and you had to go through this one gate just to get there. I personally think that's cool. Also, NSFW Warnings, shout out to Xenocat Artifacts. Seriously, awesome stuff on their side every day.
0: So after all of Jax's ranting and raving about the dealer's hall, it is getting a full point out of the full point it can get. Yep, solid one out of one. Now, since we're going to
1: be ranting and raving, let's let's do a quick one about the Artist Alley. The Artist Alley was the shit. Huge fucking Artist Alley. Big booming ways just to get through. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Varieties up the ass. And then right next door... Right fucking next door, you have the art auction. Why don't anime conventions have an
0: art auction? Probably because of all the copyrighted work compared to furry art. You're not wrong. Damn it. I I know. I hate to be that guy, but that's most likely the reason why. Yeah, not not wrong. But I
1: love the fact that you not only get one side of the spectrum, but you get all the full-fledged stuff. You can buy what you want at the Artist Alley, or you can bid at the Art Auction, and it's always going to be a silent auction. You just write down what you want, you can tell them how it's going to go down, and then if you win, you win. Simple as
0: that. And the other plus, from what I've heard, is that the Dealers Hall and the Artist Alley both had a lot of wide open area in in the aisles for people to move, and it wasn't very close like it is in other Dealers Halls and Artist alleys.
1: Yes. I bought some glasses while I was there shit, but one of the big things that I really liked about this combination, they also had the charity auction, which you could bid in as well. They also had the art show, which I had to learn the difference, the weird way, but man, just so much, just allowing people to go full tilt with their art. I really love that about this convention, so... Honestly, out of the full point, I gotta give him another full point. Two for two. So, this is where it gets fun. Attendees. Attendees, I, I didn't hear much bad. I
0: didn't, I couldn't find I anything. I didn't hear anything bad either. I've only heard good things about Midwest FurFest thus far.
1: Now, I've heard some people griping and groaning about a couple of things. Some people had really bad times here and there. But, and the grand total nothing but good and that's rare at a con holy shit so just for that i give them the attendees a point 4 out of point 5 now for the thing that usually
0: saves cons but at this point it might as well be extra credit the niche factor now when it comes to the niche factor midwest fur fest is one of the biggest furry conventions in the united states And due to it being this size, it brings a lot of unique things to the table compared to other furry conventions in the U.S. First thing is they have all the charities and silent auctions. This isn't very common, but these charities were very focused and promoted heavily in their guidebook that Jax brought back for me. Now let's even
1: talk about the 21 plus rooms. Let's talk about the fact that the dance battles, the live stream events, everything, all of this other stuff that you very rarely see at a convention that needs to be put in place in other conventions it there's so many niche factors and niche points that i can give this that
0: it's insane holy crap thus midwest fur fest is tying our highest niche factor score this far at 0.4 out of 0.5
1: yes that is awesome please keep it up keep getting bigger keep getting stronger and keep getting faster I don't, well, did I just quote, yeah, I kind of almost quoted Daft Punk there.
0: Yeah, yes, you did. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah. You know what,
1: you shush, I love, I love Interstellar.
0: Well, or, or Kanye West, but no, that's we don't, a whole different. No, we do not thing.
1: quote Kanye West in his house. <laughs> Fuck that guy and everything he stands for. That's right, I fucking said it.
0: doesn't bother me. To, I, I was just making a joke because he, he sampled the song.
1: With his weird-ass Chrome Jesus <laughs> bullshit right yeah, now. Yeah, I know,
0: yeah. He, he being weird right now, that's not that. <laughs> that's some
1: coke talking right there.
0: You ain't wrong. He got right. the money to fund the habit.
1: Yeah, he has the money
0: to do that and have fuck you money to spare.
1: Holy shit. All right. So, with all of this rounded up, let's actually ground total all of this. Holy crap. Midwest FurFest 2019.
0: After we add it all up, ties Anime Expo with a grand total score of 8.2. It is damn near a perfect.
1: Holy shit, I didn't think I'd see the day where Expo gets tied with this year. But, man, no, seriously. We got they're this con has opened up some doors. We have a lot that we got to do with this.
0: Yeah, they really excelled in a lot of areas this year and they have a little bit to approve upon, but we think we they, they can the the convention can get there next year. Yeah. Honestly,
1: I think we need to have a furry on this show to actually tell us what furries are all about cuz after seeing this, I I think it needs to be done.
0: So, we there will be probably a future episode where we talk to furry and, and how fursuits are made and all that fun jazz
1: yeah that's gonna be fun so seriously if you actually want us to do that let us know hit us up in the show we'll fucking
0: do it if you have somebody in mind so with that the 2019 conventional season for the conventional podcast comes to a close we hope you enjoyed the 2019 season with us and look forward to 2020 as we are approaching the off season for 2019 and in our next episode we will be covering the conventions of yesteryear in addition to what you can do in the off-season to get prepared for 2020.
1: Yes. And with that, as you all know, we've come to the end of our time.
0: That we have. So you can find us on Twitter at Conventional Crew, without the E. And
1: if you like us so much, and if you hate us so much, we don't care. If you want to hear us on the show, please hit us up on Patreon. Please hit us up on Coffee.
0: And if you want to reach us at our email, it is conventionalthepodcast at gmail.com. Yes.
1: Hit us up on Facebook, follow us up on Spotify, hit us up on iTunes. You know how to find us. And eventually we will have a YouTube and Instagram, I promise. No, you won't. Anyway, so with that being said, I'm Jax. And this is Cloud. And we're signing off. Peace.